Hey everyone, welcome to Resilience Unraveled. This podcast is the result of my fascination with subjects like resilience, accountability, burnout, life fulfillment and other life and work-based performance issues, as well as many of the other obsessions I bump into in my life. I spend my time working with highly successful teams, people and organisations, and this podcast introduces their remarkable stories and expertise, as well as my own synthesis of the key issues, strategies, tips, tools and resources to thrive in life. If you find this podcast useful, why not go over to our site qedod.com. Stay tuned to the end to find out details of how to order a free ebook. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our podcast today. And uh, again, as I sort of talked about last week, we're partnering with Port Solis Solent Wellness and Therapy Centre to bring you a two-part series about personal immunity, something you can actually focus on in these difficult times at the moment. And this is our normal podcast for those of you listening on audio, but for those of you on YouTube, you'll also be able to see the fact that this is uh, supported by some slides and such like. And so this slide, which those of you can see, you can notice actually where we are in the world and the Port Solent people are down on the south coast of the UK and you can get from there many of the products we talked about last week and we can get um, things online from us at qedod.com. Uh, including a special um, series of downloads for you, uh, resources that you might want to use um, um, by going to qedod.com forward slash immunity. And you'll be able to get some ebooks and some interesting bits and pieces. And so um, I talked last week about this idea that, I mean, for us, that immunity is about getting four things right in balance and such like. And um, food lifestyle movement and and therapies and such like so so let's actually unpack a few of those that we didn't do last time we talked about the immunity system immune system and foods and supplements we talked about our own products that we have uh, available to people who want to um, have a look at what's going on the daily uplifter the super greens things that they can do to help their body understanding also that we need to have a good balanced life and um, we talked about how you could get hold of those bits and pieces really important improve vitamin a vitamin c vitamin d and particularly zinc and we talked about the best foods for those sorts of things so have a have a have a look at those and see what you think if you didn't hear uh, hear about it before and today what i'd like to talk about is some ideas around um things which actually drop uh, immunity and the first thing I want to talk about is stress and anxiety and um, before getting on to stress and anxiety let's say something about exercise I mean everyone bangs on about exercise and says oh this exercise lock you know does it actually work and the answer is yes our immune system is full of white blood cells and they're quite lazy and they need to simulate it by both um, active gut support but also about our bodies working and actually physically stressing our body is all about basically making things work whether that's a good walk half an hour a day to get you puffed out some cycling some dancing some skipping all of these things that you can do for yourself that actually allow you to use your body make it work against the gravity of the world and you know make it improve your cardiovascular health lower your blood pressure controls your body weight um and it and it just and it it gets good circulation which allows the cells and substances of the immune system to actually move around the body um i mean you can over exercise if you're a, a massively um you know um, an athlete for example you can wear your body bits of your body out through excessive um 
exercise, but that's not going to happen, that's not going to, happen to the vast majority of people. And one of the key things about um, exercise that reduces stress, I mean, physically, stress is a physiological response which the body copes with naturally to, to deal with um, fight or flight processes. So, for example, if you're under threat in some way, shape, or form, whether that's real because it's a physical threat or imagined because it's something about a fear of the future, like anxiety is, what happens is your body is producing um, neurotransmitters, which produce neuro peptides which produce hormones in your body for example particularly adrenaline and cortisol and that cortisol raises your blood blood pressure raises your um, heartbeat for example changes the way that you process cholesterol looks at the way that the immune system works itself looks at the gut um, relationship and, and the way it processes food and that creates differences in the way that glucose and sugars stimulated and and stimulates the whole body so stress is a natural thing which is in your body even when you're excited and planning for a holiday or a, if only <laughs> or something exciting or something you're going to do that's pleasurable as well as something that's negative the problem with stress is that it becomes when we have too much stress in our body and really that's too much cortisol and we'll talk later about cortisol reduction but nearly always cortisol reduction cortisol is used up through exercise because your big muscles your breathing is being used to actually move your body and that uses up cortisol so the more you can move, the more you can exercise, the more you can actually mix um, resistance and cardio exercise, the better. And even if you're you know, stuck in your house, you can jump up and down, you can skip, you can hop, you can do those sorts of exercises. You can lie on your back, you can lift tins of food up in the air because many people have lots of tins of food in their houses at the moment. And what we have to be doing is we're recognising that the majority of stress and anxiety are down to the choices we're making. How we judge something is actually the difference between anxiety. If we see uh, if we see news as being bad on the whole, that's our choice. If we then become anxious of, of that, that's a result of our choice. I mean, of course, another choice is not to have news. And one of the key things that everyone's advocating at the moment is to stop watching the news. More too often, by all means, what, you know, watch the announcements, the factual stuff, once or twice a day. But all the social media stuff is amazing, isn't it? How much time is spent in the media at the moment scaring us. I mean, let's be honest, the media make their money by scaring us. There's no story in everything's great today. The story comes in finding the one loophole so we can all complain about how difficult things are in are. People are always looking for the exception. This negativity bias we have in our life focuses some of our choices. And so what happens is we we begin to see everything as being bad. And then we have confirmation bias, which pops up, which is our way of being able to think about, well, actually, if I think something is bad, we tend to filter out all the good news and just see things as negative. So you can get yourself into a vicious spiral. So first thing is limit the extent of the negativity, which is sort of coming into your mind like a like a river of just nastiness that's spilling and spewing into your body. So, you know, watch positive stuff. We know that laughter is good for you. So why wouldn't we think that negativity is bad? for us and the fact is it is and the key with stress and anxiety is this idea of control you know we really can't control where we are at the moment in some people's lives so you actually just have to figure out well actually if i can't control the effects of this that, and the other then what can i control and i can try to control how i think how i plan how i make sense of the future and the present what i'm going to do and how i'm going to distract myself i can spend 20 minutes now thinking about how i'm going to worry about uh, a virus or a threat 
or I can think about 20 minutes about watching an interesting program, looking at something online, doing some yoga. I mean, these are things I can actually control having my walk. And when I go out for a walk, I can choose to listen to the radio and be stressed, ah, because it's all going on. Or I can choose to listen to some really lovely music that I've never heard before, which could be really good for me. So this idea of distraction is really important. This idea of focusing on your control. The more control you have, the less anxiety you have. Remember, anxiety is often characterized as fear of the unknown or fear of the future. So actually getting control you know, in your life is really important. And you might be saying, actually, I'm looking forward into an uncertain future. That starts to stimulate anxiety, which actually produces the stress response in your body. Now, your stress response is calmed down by actually getting control because then your body's saying, okay, I know what's going to happen. Even if the just getting any form of plan at all in, around the future, even if what you're looking at is, a, is by, by default something that's difficult to deal with, actually getting your plan together and getting an approach together and understand what's going to happen is an, is an important part of that. And actually, um, it's often um, described as risk management. We're looking into the future, into the into what's going on, or understanding the sort of impact of things and the likelihood of something happening. So, you know, might, might uh, all my savings run out and uh, be forced to be homeless and live on the streets? Well, you know, that's possible but actually it's not likely because actually you've got savings or because you can limit the amount of um, money going out or you can get grants or you can get you know help from the government or all those different other things so what's your plan what's your plan and that's the thing that you have to get a mantra into your head of saying as your thoughts run away so what's my plan oh my god this is going to happen this is going to happen so what's my plan what's my plan if it happens and what's my plan to stop it happening they're the key tools of mental toughness which actually focus back ourselves from the distraction of the negativity into putting our thoughts back into our own choices and therefore our control and it's the fundamental of risk management other simple things we can do are learning to breathe doing diaphragmatic breathing i talk at length on our and my own stress and anxiety podcast number 44 i think it is about how to do diaphragmatic breathing which is breathing from the belly rather than from the sort of panting through the nose and here's a here's a here's a way of testing this if you look in the mirror and you take a big deep breath in if your shoulders go up what you're tending to do is tighten your core and you're not actually breathing as deeply as you need to so learning to breathe deeply and slowly is the key if you go online and look for a guy called Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F-F, you'll see a video about how to breathe. And, um, it's, and I know it sounds basic, but there are lots of different breathing strategies, but diaphragmatic breathing is the one you want, where you really breathe deeply enough for your diaphragm to drop and so your belly starts to come out. So sometimes you call it belly, belly breathing. Those of you who've learned to sing or play a musical instrument will already know this because you know you can't be tightening your core because that makes no sense because, of course, pulling your core in stops your lungs filling to capacity and allowing that diaphragm to drop. Often if you've got a very high or whispery voice, you'll discover that you're not diaphragmatically breathing. So your diaphragm isn't being supported by the amount of oxygen that you need. So that's really important. So breathing is something to really focus on. There's lots of models of breathing. You can breathe in for 11, hold for two, breathe out for eight. You can breathe in for five, out for five. There's a box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four. The point of the whole breathing thing is, whilst you're focused on breathing, you can't be focused on whatever it is that's stressing you out. 
and that's the thing. It's back to this distraction idea. So not only are you getting the the oxygenated blood and red blood blum, red blood corpuscles uh, cells running around your body, body, you're actually focusing your mind as well. Laughter is great. There's so many evidential studies showing that people recover from illness quicker when they're watching funny videos or laughing. And of course, laughter physiologically is really good for us. It stresses our whole body. Hear that word stress again. Stress is a physiological response. We've given it negative connotations. But laughing hysterically, you know, when you finish laughing, you're hysterical and you've had a really good laugh and you're crying and your body aches. I mean, that's just using up cortisol. That's what it's all about. And music and dance is great for you. Dancing literally in your, your kitchen or your bedroom or with your hairbrush or in the shower. Well, don't dance in the shower because that might be tricky. I mean, clearly at the moment, um, social distancing's in place, so no picking strangers. But if you've got a partner at home, do some dancing. This is why TikTok's taken off, I think, so much. It's this creativity of putting music and dance together. So good for you. So good for your brain. So good for your well-being. So good for reducing stress and anxiety and therefore good for immunology. For some people, though, they produce, they pr- pr- prefer a more thoughtful or reflective approach. So they contemplate, they review, they journal. And journal is a form of self-guided um self-guided meditation and a lot of people like meditation and mindfulness now mindfulness is really just being in the now so instead of being out of control by thinking of the future of the past you're really noticing what's going on around you so when you eat you eat mindfully you enjoy every mouthful when you walk and you're walking through nature you look at all the trees and birds and such like and you're mindful you're focused on what's happening at the moment and that control again you'll notice stress drop and again the same with meditation what you'll notice in meditation, whether you're an advocate of long transcendental meditation or short one minute meditation type things, what you're talking about here is the ability to empty your mind. And whenever a negative thought or a thought pops into your head, be able to push that or let that thought go. That process is part of mental toughness. That meditative process of allowing thoughts to disappear, pushing them away, is a really important part of helping you reduce cortisol in your system because it's allowing you to have that mental toughness. Another thing that a lot of people try, and it's interesting how many times I've talked about this technique on training courses um, and people tell me this will never work until they have a bash at it and it's really amazing how it does does work. Um, but basically there's this idea of worry time. So what you say is I'm worried about all these different things at eight o'clock tonight, I'm going to sit down and, and, and formally do some proper worrying proper you know full-on ah type worrying and um and one of the things that happens is by the time you get to eight o'clock your body's had a plan it's de-stressed and if you get to eight o'clock then you can carry out those sort of risk management processes and be able to understand quantify get a spreadsheet quantify the level of impact and likelihood of something happening and your plans to stop it happening and and your plans to deal with something if it does happen and so that's really important and obviously diet and such like plays a, um, a part in stress and anxiety but we covered more of that before you can go to our podcast resilience unraveled and there are lots of different materials and interviews with people but i do a lot more about uh, stress and anxiety on podcast number 44 and um, one of the people one of the types of people who are most stressed and anxious are what we describe as perfectionists these are people who see the world through the lens of needing to be perfect having too much control in their heads at all times and um, they can be much more stressed and anxious and if you're living with a uh, perfectionist 
and you're not a perfectionist yourself, this can put a real great strain on your relationship. And I think relationships are really important at the moment. And for those of you with great relationships, you know, there's still going to be, you know, that thing about all being a bit too close at the moment. And so we really need to get a handle of a handle on um, our relationships, making sure that we have time for ourselves, time and space for ourselves, um, and actually time when we come together. And doing things together can be great, but also having time apart is really important. It's been said that maybe over the next nine months, we're going to see both um, a spurt in divorces as well as pregnancies. And I think that's fair. And one of the things that can help any relationship is get a good night's sleep. It's often sleep divorce, as I've heard it termed, where you know you separate from a couple of nights a week and sleep in different rooms can be really useful. You need a good night's sleep to help your immunity. Sleep is the key where your body regenerates, rejuvenates. It's It resets itself. And the key um, to think about in sleep, again, you can go to our podcast on Resilience and Raveled on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get them and listen to our world expert, Neil Stanley, talking about this. And in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have another one called um, Sleep is a Skill. So again, another idea. And um, there are some good books out there. There's, um, and I'll put a link to one as well, which I think is really good. Um, Nick Littlehill's book called Sleep, which is great. Key is to think about um, having a good routine before we go to bed, you know, making sure that we maybe um, don't eat or drink late at night, particularly caffeine too late in the day. Some people don't have coffee after about four o'clock. It depends on your own um, tolerance to caffeine and such like how many you're having. But obviously, um, in, ingesting cortisol in the shape of caffeine is, is not great. So drinking too much stimulates it and uh, making sure that you have a, a settled routine so basically you always go to come to bed at a particular maybe time you come up you've closed the house down you've done what you do you and um you've got ready you've had a listen to a book or something along those lines or read a book or you avoid too much blue light which is looking at um computers particularly ipads and such like you can put those on sleep and such like well avoiding social media before you come to light come to bed and often getting ready for bed before you go to bed is a good idea because what we often do then is you know the last thing we do is brush our teeth with a really bright light in our eyes so um especially with electric toothbrush you know brushes them sort of shaking your teeth out with those really fast speeds so if you're going to use those um do this you know some while before you go to bed I mean, and then thinking about beds, it's really interesting how much we spend on um, tea and coffee a day, and then we resent that much spent on a bed over a, you know a period of time. And if you listen to the experts talking about sleep, the first thing they say is make sure you've got a good bed. Don't stint on a bed. I was chatting to someone who said they thought four hundred quid was too much for a bed, but they had a fantastic jo- uh, watch that had spent ten grand on it. Which, you know, when you think about it, made no sense at all. But hey, they were young. They'll come around to it later on in life. And uh, <laughs> But having a good bed's really good. Having separate beds if you need them. Having beds with different, um, you know, um, if you want like a, a soft bed and your partner likes a heavy bed. Not a heavy bed, it's a firm bed. Um, then making sure you do those sorts of things. Or just having, as I say, different beds. But making sure that you've got a good bed, a cool well-ventilated room is really important. Now, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're panicking, make sure you have a sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil next to you and you write down the things which are, um, you know, making you anxious or causing you concern or that your brain wants you to remember. If you don't write them down, your brain wakes you up to make sure that you um, 
obsess about them somewhat. Please do not write these things down on an iPad or a phone or something along those lines or other pads with that blue blue light thing going on because what it does, it wakes you up. So scribble it down. Your brain thinks, phew, I'm sorted. You are more likely to go to sleep. Another good routine that you can have is a breathing routine to get you to sleep. You know, learning again to do the sort of breathing exercises for, for sleep are really handy. So you're lying down and back in bed. You'd maybe do some meditative meditation or some self-hypnosis or you have a breathing pattern, again, good for getting you to sleep. Make sure the room's not too hot. I mean, I'm one of those people that heats the room up at night. My wife's always complaining about that. Make sure you don't have too many pets jumping in and out. Children, I mean, let's not get into parenting, shall we? But there's the blue light thing. But basically making sure that you have as few disturbances as possible. If you don't like the too much light, then get good blackout curtains. Um, but make sure the room is, is actually cold enough because most people heat up as the night goes on. And actually, you can actually be really, really hot and sweaty. And what's often happening in a very dark... If you've got a room that's very um, um, closed down, you've got all your doors shut you can get too much CO2 floating around in the in your air. And so you want to avoid that. So really focus on that. And of course, on the lifestyle side of things, great, 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 great relationships are key. Um, so make sure that you have friends, make sure that you're talking to them on Zoom, as well as social media, make sure that you're chatting to people who are positive, learn to get rid of people out of your life who are drained, drain the energy from you, have the people who radiate and give you energy, who you like talking to, who make you laugh, who allow you to laugh and be yourself. Avoid drinking excessive alcohol if you're at home. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're not drinking too much at the moment. If you've got bottles of wine, use them for exercise, lifting them as weights rather than drinking them. And um, do your bit by, you know, recycling them. Oh my goodness, I could feel my halo shining. Furry friends, super duper. Nothing better for you in a way than be able to take a dog out for a walk. Um, now, whether that's a, a, a live dog or it's a furry friend that's inanimate, that doesn't really matter. But the process of stroking things is really good for you. The process of being out in the in, in the green environment is really good for you. So walking a dog is extremely good. Stroking things is extremely good. And especially those people who are more kinesthetic, who like who are stimulated by touch, that's really important. Tons of laughter, really good for you. Surround yourself, as I said earlier, by people who make you laugh. You know, life is about hedonism in a way for some people. It doesn't have to be about, you know, just having a worthy, dull existence. Why not laugh? Why not take pleasure in things? Laughter comes from helping other people. Laughter comes from a sense of fulfillment, from a place of, you know, giving, from a place of gratitude, a great place of forgiveness, a place of being able to forgive yourself and others. My goodness, look what's next. Sex. Remember that. Um... No doubt about it. Um, and someone once said to me that good sex is always better than bad sex, but bad sex is better than nothing. And um, in terms of relationships and such like, just, you know, it's an important part of thing for some people at different stages in your life. And um, sex for pleasure can be great. Just watch out that we're not doing, especially when these in these days that we're not doing too much sex for control. So just make sure that it's, um, you know, it's as useful as it can be. And of course, hygiene as well. We all know we're washing our hands. We should also be, of course, cutting up our nails because, of course, dirt and viruses and such like collect underneath nails. And that's why the particular washing machine regime, which actually has you washing your nails, is right, is quite important. Now, for a lot of people, 
in terms of immunology, people have argued for a while about not just the food we eat, but how much we eat. And there was a piece of research I read recently that said, if we want to live a longer, healthier life, we should just reduce the amount of food we eat. And there's tons of information coming from um, Peter Atier, from some of the Dom Diagenes and the States, from some of the, the John Hopkins universities about this fasting thing. And um, Dr. Michael Mosley was someone who brought the attention to the UK audience by talking about the fasting. 5-2 diet some while ago, and intermittent fasting. And there are some people who fast for um, hours during the day, so they'll stop eating at uh, 5 in the afternoon and not eat and say till 10 the next morning. There are some people who will do a, an intermittent fast where you have maybe five days at normal calorific intake, but then two days at reduced, severely reduced, say curtailed to about two, 600 calories. And you'll have people who have full fasts where they only will ingest water, for example, or maybe black coffee over a certain amount of time. Maybe that's a day or three days, some extreme cases longer. And if you're going to be doing any form of fasting, like that you should really check it out with um your doctor if you're doing anything like you know couch potato to 5k or anything that's more extreme like these fasting the more extreme fasting things then then think about it but there is no doubt there seems to be a ton of nhs evidence that says that fasting can be good for you in limited doses and so we have lots of different regimes now to consider now these are not about weight these are about immunity and lifestyle and health and well-being. They sometimes also have a weight benefit, but that's not the point for doing um, fasting. The point is for life uh, for fasting is that your protein processes change from being um, growth to repair. And actually, that can be very, very good for your immune system, very, very good for your health and overall well-being. And there's a term of useful therapies as well. And it's not for me to say whether the conventional or alternative therapies are best. You need to think, think about it for yourself. Some people swear by the power of crystals. Some people love um, Reiki. I mean, those sorts of more alternative therapies for some people find really brilliant um, benefit from. By all means, go and do those things if you get them. There are people I know who um, can charge their own crystals and swear by the, the healing properties and the, the transmission of power through um, those sorts of areas. EF tea, energy psychology, all that sort of stuff, all those alternative ideas for some people to get effects from. And you might argue that all therapy is a placebo effect, so there's nothing the matter with these things. I'm not snobby or portentous or, you know, looking down on those things at all, quite the reverse. Yoga's great, all forms of yoga. Music therapy is obviously great. Coaching can be great for getting a plan for managing those risks, and hypnotherapy can be great for managing stress and such like and just to sort of re refresh for those people who are interested, how do we help? Through our friends at Port Solent Wellness and Therapy Centre, portsolentwtc.com. They provide um, dietary supplements, CBD, which is great for stress and sleep and pain management. Super Greens Daily Uplifter, which is a great system. Crystals. Podcasts come from QED, Resilience Unraveled is great. We also have a load of blogs and downloads you can take, as well as doing hypnotherapy, both online and in person and coaching. You can access this again, as I say, portsolandwtc.com and qedod.com. And the key thing to say is that qedod.com forward slash immunity, you can get an ebook and some other resources. I'm hoping that these two sessions have had some use as an introduction, maybe as a reinforcer, maybe as a, a reconfirming that you're doing the right sorts of things. A lot of this has been common sense, and that's the thing with common sense. It is sense, and it's pretty common, but it's about making sure that you're doing everything in the round. 
Um, if you found this useful, go to qedaudio.com. By all means, send me some feedback. By all means, send me some commentary. And if you want to touch base with us, you of numbers are online. Oh, triple seven oh eight double one three five two qedaudio.com. We look forward to touching base and looking forward maybe to you joining us in another session some other time. Please feel free to subscribe either on YouTube or online or via iTunes. Until the next time, take care. Thanks for listening today. You can go to our site qedod.com forward slash podcasts and subscribe to hear other titles in our series. Or you can contact us at info at qedod.com to hear and find out more about tough love, leadership, accountability, resilience and burnout. You can go to our site qedod.com forward slash burnout 2019 to hear and get access to a load of resources to help you manage and fight burnout. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash free ebook to hear more about the fundamentals of resilience. Until the next episode, keep on thriving!